Hey everyone, this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com here with another fat-burning coaching call to help you get through the next seven days while losing weight, burning fat, and getting lean, of course. We're going to have a kind of a controversial call this week. We have a meat study, a study on meat consumption and how this affects your body weight. We'll also talk about how you really need to take it into the correct context. And we're also going to go over the Turbulence Training Hardcore 2K10 program, which has been probably the most popular program of 2010. Um, maybe now that Bodyweight Cardio 3 program is out, it's right up there too, but until then, it was definitely the, the most popular program of the year. So for this week, I'm actually going to be off to Atlantic City for the weekend. Here's the plan. Early Friday, I'm getting into Philadelphia and getting a ride with Joel Marion and John Romanello over to Atlantic City. I know that uh, Joel and I will probably hit a workout. John likes to play poker, so he might go play a little poker. Uh, Then we're meeting up with a bunch of Joel's high school friends because it's Joel's bachelor party for the weekend in Atlantic City. So it should be pretty entertaining. We'll have a big dinner and a big night out on a Friday. Then Saturday, hopefully the weather's nice to sit around by the pool, uh, relax, taking a nice day off, a well-deserved day off for us hopefully, uh, for me anyways, and then Saturday night I think we're going to see Russell Peters, the comedian, live at some place, I don't know where, and then Sunday, some more time around the pool, then Sunday I'll fly back, and hopefully this week, unlike the last two weekends, I will have an uneventful flight home, Uh, the last two weeks I've been delayed, I've been rerouted, I've had uh, aborted landings, I've had canceled flights, and so it'd be nice just to get home on time for once, so uh, cross your fingers for me. All right. Now, let's get into this week's call, starting July 26th, Monday. Our transformation tip of the week is a quote from me, actually. So this isn't any great quote from anybody, but it is a little quote from me here that I posted on my Facebook and got some good response to it. And I said, do what is right. It's not common sense. Common sense is often wrong. You need good judgment. You need to observe and associate consequences to your every action. And then you need to decide whether or not you should make the same choice the next time you are in that situation. So just remember, everything you do takes you closer to or further away from your goals, and the choice remains yours. So if you choose wrong at a vending machine, you have to accept accept the consequences of your actions, but you also have to learn from that so that you don't make the same mistake, the same choice in the future to get you off track. Okay? So always be learning and improving. All right, let's take a look at turbulence training, workout A from Hardcore 2K10. And this is a follow-up to one of our most popular programs ever from June 2006 called Turbulence Training Hardcore Fat Loss. Now, in this program, we've adapted the program a little bit, so we're using more of the metabolic circuits. And this is with some influence from my friend John Romanello, who uses a lot of these, and I got some great ideas from him with his final phase fat loss program. And so here we go. We're going to start with a jump. Vertical jump, three repetitions. Then you're going to go into dumbbell chest press, eight reps with a three-second eccentric. Then dumbbell reverse lunges, eight reps per side. And then stability ball plank, you're going to hold that for 45 seconds. Now, I want you to take a minute rest and then repeat that two more times for a total of three circuits. Then you're going to move on into another metabolic resistance circuit. This has five exercises. You're going to go pull-ups. You're going to go two repetitions short of failure. Then you're going to go dips two repetitions short of failure. Then you're going to go dumbbell row, 12 reps per side, then a cross-body mountain climber, 10 reps per side, 
and then dumbbell rear deltoid raise 10 reps. So you're really going to hit the upper back in this circuit here. Okay, so a little bit more emphasis on the upper back. And you're going to do that one as well three times with a minute rest between circuits. And then there's interval training. Now, you've done a lot of resistance training, so you really could cut this workout off here and do interval training the next day if you want or just skip the interval training if you want to gain a little bit more muscle. Otherwise, you can do the interval training. You're going to do a five-minute warm-up, then 24-second intervals at 8 or 9 out of 10 intensity level and a 36-second recovery at 3 out of 10. Now, in week one, you're going to do five more intervals for a total of six. In week two, you're going to come back and do seven more intervals for a total of eight. In week three, you're going to do nine more intervals for a total of ten intervals. And then finally, in the fourth and final week of the program, you're going to do 11 more intervals for a total of 12 intervals. Now, I highly recommend that you use uh, this outside because it's pretty hard to do 24 seconds on a machine with only 36 seconds of recovery. It's possible, but it's fairly difficult. Um, you can't do it on a treadmill because you have to hop on and off and you're going to hurt yourself. So you may need to adjust that uh, interval schedule. But that is a tough interval schedule building up to 12 total intervals. And now this workout was put together at the request of people who wanted three one-hour sessions. So this will take you an hour, and, and you know, it's called hardcore because it's a little more volume than usual. Um, you know, some of our workouts, including this month's, uh, next month's workout, the August 2010 program, is the depletion program, which is two 20-minute workouts for a different population of our turbulence training readers. But this is three one-hour sessions. Or you can kind of split it up, like I said, do the intervals the next day, so you have four or five workouts per week. All right. Now, Tuesday, we're going to do 30 minutes of fun activity or the interval training, and we're going to take a look at this week's very controversial research review. And the study is called Meat Consumption and Progressive Weight Change, and it's from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, August 2010. And it comes from European uh, scientists. There was a lot of European scientists that collaborated on this. And what they found was that eating too much meat might cause you to pack on pounds. So I, when you're listening to this, I want you to realize this isn't a weight loss study because people can lose weight while eating meat. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I know lots of bodybuilders and lots of regular people who, eat, who lose a lot of body fat by eating meat. But we're talking about the average person who's just eating meat in their diet and finds that they're gaining weight year after year. What, you, what these European researchers found was that the more meat that these people would eat, and that's poultry, processed meat, and red meat, the more weight they gained over the five years compared to people who ate less meat but the same amount of calories. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially with their explanation, which is that meat is energy-dense, meaning it packs more calories by weight than veggies or fruit. But, you know, we're also depending here on people's uh, reported uh, nutrition income or nutrition intake, and so people may have underreported or overreported, may not have been accurate, but they did go over 370,000 people. It wasn't just 37 people, it's 370,000 people from 10 countries. And they tended to find that men in heavy meat eating countries like Denmark, Germany, Spain, and Sweden were eating an extra 300 calories of meat per day, and women in those countries were eating an extra. 200 calories of meat per day compared to uh, countries like uh, Greece who only ate 200 calories from meat per day. So it's not, sorry, the, the thing I said before, it wasn't extra calories, but it was total calories from meat from those countries. And then Greeks eat a total of 200 calories from meat per day for men and 140 calories 
from meat for women per day in Greece. So Greece was actually the lowest, which is kind of surprising when you think about Greece, you think about them eating a lot of chicken and, and lamb and that type of stuff. So again, they explain this by saying that meat is energy dense and that's why you're going to gain weight. But they also said that everybody ate the same number of calories. So it was kind of confusing here, to be honest with you. But I think something to take away is that if you eat meat, you're probably going to end up eating more calories. That would be a lot more understandable. Um, so they suggested if you cut meat consumption, then you won't gain weight. So, you know, cut a, cut a couple hundred calories of uh, meat out of your diet or 150 calories of meat out of your diet. It might slow your weight gain. These people weren't, you know, getting obese. They, they were gaining a pound a year extra compared to other people. So, again, the reality is that you can eat meat and lose fat. We see, we see it all the time. But you need to accept, you know, the context of this study. If you're trying to maintain your weight and you eat a lot of meat, then it may be difficult for you. That's really the bottom line here, okay? If you're trying to maintain your weight, but you're eating a lot of meat, it may be more difficult than if you're eating less meat. This isn't a lecture on eating meat. It's just, you know, trying to understand the concept or the context of that study. Cool? I hope so. All right. So next up is turbulence training, workout B, and it's from the Hardcore 2K10 program. And this one we're going to use the barbell complex. So the rules with the barbell complex is do not rest between exercises. Um, if you don't have a barbell, use dumbbells. That's fine. And pick a weight that you can do 15 times for the military press or shoulder press. Okay? So that's the weight that you're going to stick with. Because in the complex, essentially what you do is one exercise and you go right to the next exercise and right to the next exercise using the same weight. And you're going to use exercises that all require the barbell. So you're going to start with a barbell Romanian deadlift and do six reps. And it's going to be easy because, again, you're using a weight that you regularly can press overhead 15 times. But because of the way this is structured, you're going to be very fatigued at the end and you're going to go through this three times, that that weight that seems easy in the first exercise is going to be quite difficult as you go along. So you're going to do, again, six reps in the RDL, then six reps in the hang clean, which is pretty simple if you're using light weight. You can also skip that exercise if you don't know how to do it. Then you're going to do a front squat for six reps, then a military press for six reps, back squat for six reps, so you have to uh, you know, put the barbell on your back of your shoulders now, and then forward lunge, six reps per side. So, again, this is not called the hardcore 2K10 because everyone can do it. It's called that because it's an advanced workout, it's a high-volume workout, and it involves uh, complex exercises. So if you're new to this stuff, you're going to have to use a different workout. Okay, so you're going to rest a minute when you're done that and go through it two more times. Then you're going to move on to a tri-set of chin-ups with knee-ups. That's an ab exercise combined with a chin-up or underhand inverted row. And then Spider-Man climb push-ups, which are like the Spider-Man push-ups. And then one leg stability ball leg curl. So that's a tough tri-set. You're going to do that two more times for a total of three circuits. And then you're going to finish off with some dumbbell exercises. You're going to go dumbbell incline chest press, five reps. Then dumbbell split squat, five reps per side. And then stability ball pike, where you can use a TRX pike for five reps. And you're going to do five total circuits of that. So it's going to be fun, that little workout. You're not going to use a lot of weight when you get down to the dumbbell chest press and dumbbell split squat because you're going to be fatigued from all those other exercises. So don't try and use a weight that you can normally do five times. You're going to use a weight that you normally do ten times once you get to that last round 
of exercises. That's it. No intervals because that's a pretty tough workout. But you can see why it's so popular. Some people really like to push themselves. Now into Thursday, we're going to do another research review, and I want to talk about this one from the European Journal of Cardiovascular Prevention and Rehabilitation. It's been on my list to get to for a while, and it's called The Sedentary Lifestyle and Emergence of Hopelessness in Middle-Aged Men. And I just thought it would be interesting to bring this up because it just shows you the power of exercise and how important it is, even if you're feeling blue. So they had, this was done in Finland, and Finnish researchers looked at 1,000 men over 4 to 11 years. So some guys were looked at for 4 years, other people were looked at for 11 years. And uh, so long-term physical activity was inversely associated with hopelessness, and that simply means that the more activity that you do, over, you know, the longer you do activity, meaning over those years, not just in one workout, but over those years, the more consistent you are with exercise, it means you're going to have less hopelessness. So this is important for people who are struggling. And what they found was among men who did not have feelings of hopelessness at baseline, those who reported engaging in two and a half hours per week of moderate to vigorous activity had a lower risk of feeling hopeless four years later than sedentary people. And this was after they adjusted for age, smoking, alcohol, all sorts of stuff. Unfortunately, what they found was that this benefit of physical activity eroded over time. So they concluded that, you know, if you are active, it seems to prevent the development of hopelessness in middle-aged men, but even over time, the protective effect diminishes. So you certainly need to have a lot of stuff going on in your life to avoid hopelessness. Um, certainly being active and having hobbies and challenges and social support, all that type of stuff is going to keep you a lot happier than if you are on your own and, you know, watching TV every night and being inactive. That tends to make someone more hopeless. So just use uh, exercise as another benefit there. Drop my phone, sorry. Another benefit to, uh, to feeling good and getting results. Okay, into Friday, Hardcore Workout C. It's another metabolic circuit program. This one's going to start with depth jumps. So you're going to step off a box about six inches in height. As soon as you land, you're going to jump back up. Now, if you're overweight, obese, that's not an exercise for you. Just do bodyweight squats instead. But if you're athletic, that's where you're going to start. You're just going to stand on a six-inch ledge, step off, and when both feet hit the ground, you're going to jump up in the air. Then you're going to step back onto the ledge, drop six inches, and repeat that. And over time, you can add height. But, again, be conservative and start very small. So six reps there. Then you're going to move on into the deadlift. You're going to do the deadlift. Then you're going to slowly bring it back down for three seconds. Then you're going to pause for two seconds at the bottom. So don't repeat the deadlift until after you've had a two-second break. You do eight reps there. Then you're going to move into push-ups. Then you're going to do 50% of your maximum repetition. So if you can do 25, you're going to do 12 or 13 reps. And then you're going to do the kettlebell get-up six reps per side, or body weight get-up if you don't have a kettlebell. Uh, but you can use the dumbbell as well. So the get-up is a cool exercise. It's tough, but it's important to do. Uh, people don't like it, I know. But if you see it in the program, please do it. Otherwise, if you really insist that you don't want to do it, you can skip that. And you're going to go through that circuit one more time for a total of two circuits. Now, the push-ups, you know, you might be able to do 30 or 40 when you're well-rested, but, you know, 50% of your maximum is going to be pretty tough. Uh, after doing the deadlift and, you know, especially when you get into your second circuit. 
Now we're going to go into our second round of metabolic resistance training. We're going to start with a one-leg bench squat. So you're going to be standing on a bench and squatting down. Uh, you can maybe briefly touch your foot on the ground and then uh, go back up. Ten reps per side. And I want you to go really slow on the way down, so four-second eccentric. Then you're going to do a renegade row with kettlebells or flat dumbbells, eight reps per side. Then push-ups with your hand on the ball. That's really going to get your triceps there. And then a hang leg raise or stability ball rollout, whatever you have access to. You're going to go through that little circuit three times. Then you're going to finish off with two exercises in a superset here. You're going to do a burpee chin-up combo. So you're going to do a burpee and then go do a chin-up and then go back down through that ten times. So burpee, then chin-up, repeat ten times. And then you're going to go into the cross-body mountain climber with your feet on stability ball, which is an advanced exercise. So if you're a beginner, just do a regular cross-body mountain climber with your feet and hands on the ground. Otherwise, you can have your hands on the ground and feet up on the ball. And then there's interval training here, too. This time we're going to do 36-second interval at 8 out of 10 intensity with a 54-second recovery. In week one, I want you to do five intervals. In week two, six intervals. In week seven, or sorry, in week three, seven intervals. And in week four, eight intervals. Okay, so that's another hour workout. That's a real tough workout there. Really tough. Okay, so you really want to do, uh, focus your efforts on those workouts and not do too much on your off days, just a light walk of 30 minutes. So on Social Sports Saturday, that's what you do, 30-minute walk. And now we want to take a look at another contest winner and how the power of social support was important to them. So Melody was our winner of our female transformation contest for five weeks. And she said, if you are going to accomplish something, including losing weight, you must set goals. So I set out to write some goals. I thought I would make them reasonable and attainable for a 44-year-old. So that's what she said when she started. Then she posted an introduction at the forum, on the Turbulence Training Members Forum, talked about her age and talked about how she planned to be realistic. But a forum member came on and challenged her and said, you know, that that person was 45 and that they were in the best shape of their life, even in better shape than they were in their 20s and 30s. And so Melody found that this blew the excuses out of the water and it really challenged her. And so... She went back to her goals, and she, she found one of my quotes that said, don't set your goals so low that they don't really mean anything to you. Go for the gold. What do you really want? And so she said to herself, I really want to be in the best shape of my life, but not just on the outside, inside and out. So she wanted to work on her health as well. And she knew it would be hard work, but she was believing that with turbulence training, she was going to be able to do it. And she's made great success in five weeks. She won that contest, and hopefully we'll see even more results from her after 12 weeks. And in fact... I've interviewed her, and you'll find her interview on the blog at ttfatloss.com. Just search for Melody and her interview. And what she did was she lost love handles in five weeks, and she bought her first bikini in over a decade. So a very cool story from Melody. Now, finally, to finish off this call, we want to take a look at our Sunday plan shop and preparation day. And one of the things that will help you with your weight loss is to make sure that you are checking the serving size. So we talked a little bit about how most people, when they're – you know, with that research study, people eat meat. There's a lot of calories in meat compared to something like an apple. And therefore, even a serving of meat contains a lot of calories. But most people don't understand that when they eat meat at a restaurant, they're probably eating two, three, even four servings of meat. So a serving of meat is about seven or eight ounces. If you go and get a 28-ounce steak or even a 16-ounce uh, filet, you're getting two or more servings. So it's very important to keep and understand. But when you're going to the grocery store, you need to make sure that you're checking the labels. And there really should be a lot of food with labels in your groceries anyways. 
but make sure you check servings per container. And this is really important when you go to the vending machine because most vending machines will have packages that contain two, three, and four servings there as well. And another good example is canned or bottled beverages. So if you take a look at a giant iced tea or giant energy drinks, those are three or four servings per can, but most people think it's one can, therefore one serving. Now, unfortunately, if you drink one of those big cans, that's 210 calories and 51 grams of sugar, the same amount of sugar you'll find in a Snickers bar. So be very careful. There's a lot more servings in most foods than you think. And finally, next week, turbulence training workout, we're going to talk about some bodyweight cardio. We're going to bring a research review showing corporate weight loss using a surprising diet. We're going to talk about the number one food for breakfast, and we're going to have another contest winner profile. So that's it for this week. I hope you have a wonderful time, wonderful weekend, wonderful week, seven days of fat burning. You're going to get lean. You're going to make some adjustments to your diet to make sure you're not eating too many energy-dense foods. You're going to check your serving sizes, and you're going to get results. So this is Craig Valentine from TurbulenceTraining.com and TTFatLoss.com. I'll be back with you next week with another seven-day fat-burning coaching call. Bye-bye, everyone.